We continue our prospect breakdown. Today, Michigan quarterback J.J. McCarthy. That's the focus of today's TDN Daily. And welcome in to the Tuesday edition of the TDN Daily Podcast. Chris Schubert back with you here once again on the show. Hope you are all having a fantastic start to your Tuesday. Welcome to the month of August, which means there is football right around the corner. We are we are so close to having made it through another offseason before the start of both the college and the pro seasons for 2023 beginning. We are back with another fun one here on the show today, our prospect breakdown series, which has started out as a QB prospect breakdown series, continues on the show today. We took a little bit of a timeout yesterday on the show to talk about the Jonathan Taylor situation, but we are right back at it. Uh, a double dose. You got one today and one tomorrow for the prospect breakdowns, uh, and it is Michigan QB J.J. McCarthy here today on the show. And for those of you who maybe have not caught the other episodes, I highly recommend going back and listening to those prospect breakdowns. We have done Drake May, Caleb Williams, and Michael Penix Jr. Uh, are the three quarterbacks that we've done up until this point. And the current way we see it, at least I see it here, ahead of the 2023 season, Drake May QB1, Caleb Williams QB2, uh, and uh, Michael Penix Jr., QB3. We now have J.J. McCarthy that is going to slot in here in some spot, and that is going to give us four quarterbacks on the board. And I will say, before we get started on the breakdown here for J.J. McCarthy, and I highly recommend those of you listening in the YouTube chat, once again, throw uh, your uh, comments, your thoughts. Uh, if you've had a chance to watch J.J. McCarthy, would love to hear what you have to say uh, about the Michigan QB. Uh, this this prospect breakdown, I think, is going to take a little bit of a different approach to the ones that we've taken in the past because I feel as if there is a lot to like here with J.J. McCarthy, but there's also a lot of things that I'd like to see before we start talking about him in a different class of QB prospect um, for 2023, So, or for 2024, I should say. Um, so uh, there's a lot to talk about here, I think. There's a lot to discuss, and mainly my big takeaways are things I want to see from J.J. McCarthy during the 2023 season so that he can potentially be a riser in 2024. My other takeaway here is after watching four guys in this draft class, I think we are very, very quickly starting to see a converging of of this class. You got Drake May and Caleb Williams up at the top battling out for QB1, and then I think it's just a bunch of guys behind those two gentlemen that are... I think there are players that you can get on board with. I think there are players who maybe have some ceilings, um, maybe some higher floors, but lower ceilings. Um, and I think that's the theme that is starting to emerge. And we've only watched two quarterbacks since the big two, but that's the theme that I sense starting to emerge from this process as uh, we continue through it. We're going to do Cam Ward tomorrow and Michael Pratt uh, from Tulane later this week. So we'll see where those guys slot in as well for JJ McCarthy. Uh, I watched the 2022 game against Ohio State, and I watched the 2022 game against TCU. Those are the two games that I had a chance to watch this morning uh, to break down J.J. McCarthy ahead of the 2023 season. And I'll say this. Uh, I don't want to um, beat around the bush. I will say J.J. McCarthy slots in his QB3 right now. Um, and I think he's going to have a firm lock on that spot for the time being um, because he's extremely athletic and because he has a big arm. Those are two things that he has that are really, really nice. Um, and when you have those two things, I think that puts you uh, above a guy like Michael Penix Jr., who when we talked about him on Friday, we mentioned doesn't have a great deep ball, don't love his motion, doesn't move all that well, doesn't move the way we'd like him to, 
Um, with JJ, it's a little different. He does have a decent arm. I think he has a above average arm. He does move really, really well. He's very good at escaping the pocket. He can do some of that Houdini type stuff at times because he is athletic enough to be able to move around. Those are the things I like. Uh, Bailey says, drives the ball well to every layer of the field, got better with his processing every game, can work within structure, but has the ability to extend plays, either throwing on the move or running. That last part is something that's really, really important. Um, because when he is on the move, we, we talked about this with Drake Man, Caleb Williams, sometimes keeping their eyes down. His eyes stay up, and he looks to to drive the ball down the field, but he's also very deliberate. When he makes the decision to run and he gets himself in motion, he's a tough guy to bring down. He's physical, he's big, he's athletic, he can make you miss. Like He does some things that are really, really nice. I think the concern that I have is, and I noticed this, and I was talking with Sam this morning about, about um, J.J., in the two games that I watched, he didn't really utilize the middle of the field all that well, or, or at all. And I was like, why are we not using the middle of the field? Everything's just kind of the outside, or it's a dump down to the running back, or it's a deep shot. Like, can we use the middle of the field? Let's operate in that window. And then he shared with me a chart that showed his usage all over the field, and he does use the middle of the field. I'd like to see him use it a little bit more. And this goes to, I think, the concern that I have with J.J. McCarthy. And it's not entirely his fault. It feels to me, and again, I watched two games of J.J. McCarthy, and that's kind of the way we, we've talked about with all these guys. It's two games. We're going to have a full year to have more uh, game tape to watch. We're going to be able to go back and compare the 2023 ta- 2022 tape to the 2023 tape. So there's a lot to this process. But as I sit here right now in the two games that I watch against Ohio State and TCU, I found myself underwhelmed by the way the Michigan offense operates. And I felt extremely underwhelmed by the play design for J.J. McCarthy. A lot of this stuff looks really, really similar. It at times feels like they run the same like 8 to 12 plays. And a lot of it feels, again, feels it's two games. There there might be some charting that tells me otherwise. It feels as if it's just drop back, three-step drop, look to the outside, boom, throw throw it to a spot. There's a lot of that to this offense. And that is where I think we need to see some growth from from J.J. I want to see him process better. I want to see him utilizing multiple layers of the field. I want to see some more play designs get added into the mix because I sit and watch a quarterback. Today, I watched the two games of, against Ohio State and TCU, and I see a guy that's got arm talent. I see a guy that's athletic. I see a guy that, that can move well. And I think in the back of my mind while watching these two games, the quote from Jim, Jim Harbaugh saying that J.J. McCarthy is a once-in-a-generational QB prospect, compares him to Patrick Mahomes, compares him to Josh Allen. They're not really utilizing him that way in Michigan. And I think that is what I'd like to see him work on in 2023. I'd like to see the playbook expand a little bit. I'd like to see them trust in J.J. McCarthy a little bit more. Sam gave me a stat this morning. He's our he's our stat guy here on the show. This is outside of the stat of the day. Uh, he gave me this uh, stat that I will share with you guys. Ohio State's top three running backs combined for 346 carries in 2022. So Ohio State's top three running backs combined for 346 carries in 2022. Michigan's top two running backs combined for 387 carries. So the two running backs in Michigan had more carries, 40 more carries, than Ohio State's top three running backs. That's the way they utilize their offense. That's the way they they run their offense. They run the ball quite a bit. And so I would like to see them put a little bit more on J.J. McCarthy's plate so I can I can answer the questions about processing. Bailey says he gets locked on the guys for too long. I can see examples of him getting through reads, but occasionally he just stares down a guy. The TCU game is a perfect example of that. TCU was able to jump a couple routes because he's just staring guys down. And so I want to see more in this offense. I want to see them give him more. And with that's going to come some lumps. 
It's going to it's going to come some mistakes. But I want to see him be handed those opportunities because I want to see how he deals with them. I want to see how he grows and matures from potentially making a mistake. I want to see how he grows and matures from the TCU game in this upcoming season. And so while there's a lot to like, while there are things that make me feel really confident in him over a QB3 over Michael Penix Jr., again, I think he moves better. I think he's got a better arm. I like his motion. I like his accuracy a little bit more. Like I like all of those things. He is very, very much a better prospect than Michael Penix Jr. right now. But he's QB3 because I love the athleticism and I love the arm. And I don't know if anyone's going to top him in that regard right now. But I don't think I would take him earlier than like the back half of the second round, early third round. The same thing we talked about with Michael Penix Jr. Heldy says he also has lapses in his control of his passes. Sometimes he just airs a ball that should be an easy completion. Yeah. And, and is, that, is that a process thing? Is that a... Um, mechanics thing? Is it a lack of reps thing? There's all of these questions that we have about J.J. McCarthy. Again, I think the big takeaway that I have here, and this is why I said this 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 prospect breakdown in particular is going to have a little bit of a different feel to it, but there is just some more refined nature to Drake May and to Caleb Williams that does not exist with Michael Penix Jr. and with J.J. McCarthy. His footwork is responsible for a lot of the missed throws, Sam says. Uh, Taylor B. is Daniel Jones a fair comp? Um, the name crossed my mind. I had another name that crossed my mind. I shared it with Sam. Sam, should I share my, should I share my comp that I shared with you this morning? Do we think, do we think, do we go down this road? Sam and I had a little bit of a back and forth this morning about, about JJ. And I shared my initial thoughts, probably about 10, 15 minutes into, into the the first game that I watched. No, Daniel Jones isn't, isn't a comp. You can she. You can share, Chris. All right, so the Sam, Sam gives me the approval. At times, it felt as if there was some hero ball tendencies from J.J. McCarthy. A lot of this when stuff breaks down, and he's scrambling, and he's rolling around out of the pocket, and he just tries to just launch the ball down the field. And I felt as if, at times, he felt like, and I will read it, I will read it verbatim, J.J. McCarthy is like a discount version of Baker Mayfield as a prospect. The hero ball tendencies, the way he moves, I think his arm is better. And Sam and I were talking about that this morning. I think JJ has a better arm. But some of the concerns that everybody had with Baker, I can kind of see with JJ. Now, again, I think Baker's a little bit, I mean, Baker was a number one overall pick. So it's a little different, the kind of the comp that I'm making. But that's kind of the, the guy that was in my mind while watching him yesterday. Um, Sam Teets has better mobility than Baker, too. 100%. He just moves more fluid than Baker. Baker, it's very, like, jolty, and he, he just bounces around. I think with, with, with JJ, it's really smooth. And when he does move, it's very decisive. Baker has a good arm, to be fair. I quite like that comp. No, yeah, no, not, dis, not discounting Baker's arm. Um... And I think they're di- they're different players in a lot of regard. What let's let's do something here. Let me let me let me. I didn't even look up like the size of McCarthy in comparison to Baker. Just play style is what I look for. McCarthy is six three one ninety six. What's Baker? Baker's six one. So he's a little bigger, which is nice. Kind of helps with his mobility because he's tough to bring down. Um. So that was my comp. Again, not not Baker that we that we see at the pro level, although I that's kind of I think the the worst case scenario for JJ is he could he could follow some of those similar tendencies. But when watching him, that's that's the kind of 
the feel that I got for it. And so really you sit here and I don't want to repeat myself too much, but I do want to really emphasize that when I go into 2023 and we talked about this with all of the guys, we talked about this with, um, with, with Drake May, with Caleb Williams, with Michael Penix, what can these guys work on in 2023 that would, would help them in this process. And I think there's room to grow for JJ. And part of me is wondering how much he, how much say he's going to have in that, right? I think he can help a lot with his footwork, right? And not air mailing those passes and um, not making some of those smaller mistakes that we've seen, right? Uh, he can get better at locking onto guys for, for too long. But the idea of wanting to see him utilize more of the field, the idea of wanting him to be a better processor, it requires an expansion of the playbook in some regard. And so the question is, is Michigan going to do that? Is, Mac is, is Harbaugh going to do that? Listen, it's not Harbaugh's job to get J.J. McCarthy ready for the next level. It's Harbaugh's job to win a championship. And so the things that we'd like to see him work on, are they entirely in his control? Not all of them. And I think that would be the big thing that would concern me about him as an evaluation. Bailey says, I have McCarthy with an early round two grade, uh, which for me is comfortably QB3 right now, not enamored with the others in this class. Yeah, look, I, I only, at this stage, if I was giving out grades, I would only have two first round grades and it would be Drake May and Caleb Williams and that's it. Um, I think McCarthy and Penix Jr. would earn day two grades. Um, I don't, at this point, I don't want to split the hairs and say round two or round three. I just think they're both in the day two bucket. Um, and so that's where I would have them. And I, if I was, a, if I was a general manager and I had the opportunity to be on the clock on day two, and I had to pick between either of these guys, I think I'd rather get JJ McCarthy in my building and expand the playbook for him and teach him and throw stuff up on film. Um, and, and move on. Sam says, Chris, I hate to tell you, but you're only going to have two first round grades of quarterback. I agree. I, I do not see a scenario in which I give another first round grade out. At least at this stage, at least in summer, I don't see it. Um, there are a ton of prospects that I'm excited to watch. Like I'm excited to see how we, how I come back on Cam Ward. Um, I'm excited to watch Michael Pratt, um, on Friday, um, because there's a lot of buzz around him and I, I want to see where he slots in. What kind of offense would we want to see him in? I don't want to insult him with this answer, but I think JJ Right now, because I have all the questions about what the playbook would look like if it expanded, I think I'd kind of like him in a San Francisco-style offense. San Francisco, Miami, kind of what the Rams do. Or we can have a really nice running game to complement him. But a lot of what we ask him to do is designed, where I don't have to ask him to process a whole lot. Because if you're going to scheme a lot of stuff open, he's got an arm. And he's mobile enough to where I think he can thrive. So that, to me, would be the immediate thought. But I'd love to hear what you guys think in the chat. For those of you who watched him, I know, I know Bailey, you have. I know Heldy, Sam, I know you guys have seen him. But that's my immediate takeaway. Is because I have the questions about the processing and the expanding of the playbook. We get him in an offense that's going to scheme a lot of things open. He can make all those throws. And I think he's got the confidence to do so. And he's got the arm strength and he's got the mobility to do so. So that would be my early, my early takeaway. I like him in an Arthur Smith offense, strong arm to push it downfield when needed off a run first scheme. Yeah, I mean, he's a guy that I think you're going to need to have complimentary pieces around him, right? I don't think he's going to be a guy that you can 
I'll give you a perfect example, right? Um, uh, Mike Sando, I think it's Mike Sando, just did his QB tiers, right? He did his, his yearly QB tier thing, which I love reading every year. Um, your, your tier one bucket is can win you a game that doesn't have a bad trait about him. Your tier two guys are guys that can absolutely, um, you know, win you a game if need be, but doesn't do it on a consistent basis, has some holes in their game. And then tier three are, these are really great players, but they need complimentary pieces like a defense, like a running game. I think the ceiling for JJ McCarthy is probably in that tier three bucket, potentially the tier two bucket, right? That's how I see him. Uh, right now, lots of single read throws. Well, and that's kind of why I, I suggested the the San Francisco offense because a lot of the stuff is just schemed for you. It's okay here to here, and then if it's not there, you're going to the checkdown, and so that kind of fits with a lot of what he done, a lot of what he does at Michigan because he loves rolling out of the pocket, just dumping it down to his running back. So, again, an intriguing prospect because I think the upside is there with the arm talent and with the athleticism, but the questions that we have are questions that I'm afraid are not going to be answered and it's going to make for an incomplete evaluation. Uh, and you have to really believe that you can bring him into your system and that your system is going to be able to um, play to his strengths while also allowing him to work on his weaknesses. So that's my takeaway from J.J. McCarthy. Firmly, firmly ahead of Michael Penix Jr. for QB3. So as it sits right now, Drake may QB1, Kayla Williams QB2, uh, J.J. McCarthy QB3, and Michael Penix Jr., uh, QB4 is the way that I see it right now uh, going into the start of the season. But we've got more QBs to watch. We've got a couple more this week, and we're going to continue to go through this. I'd like to get this to a point where we have a top 10 list. Um, and so we'll see. I mean, we're going to, by the end of this week, we're going to have six names down. And so hopefully we can um, work through this and, and have a big enough list before the start of the season. Are we going to get to everybody? No, probably not before the start of the season. But I, I think what we're going to start to do during the year is do these film breakdowns um, on the show and, and and talk about players that we notice throughout the week. So we'll definitely be able to get to all of these guys by the time things are all uh, said and done. But yeah, right now we uh, it's Drake May, Caleb Williams, J.J. McCarthy, and Michael Penix Jr., one through four. Um, and again, I think J.J. is going to have a nice hold on QB3 for a little bit um, because, again, I think the athleticism and the arm are going to be the things that, that keep him in there. Uh, for the time being. But that is going to do it for us on this edition of the show. Appreciate you all being here. Appreciate being a part of the Prospect Breakdown. We continue this tomorrow. One of my favorite prospects in this class. I, I, I don't, again, I think we're only going to have two first-round grades, but a guy that I'm really intrigued to grade out, to see where he stands. Um, and we'll, we'll try to not let the bias uh, get in the way here a little bit, but Cameron Ward, Washington State quarterback, is going to be the focus of tomorrow's show, a prospect that I was super intrigued by last year. He's going to return to school this year, so we're going to watch some of the tape from 2023, uh, and then, or from 2022, I should say, and then we'll have a full breakdown of him tomorrow. So back-to-back prospect breakdowns here for you on the show. In the meantime, while you're waiting for us to come back tomorrow, rate, review, subscribe, share the show. We greatly do appreciate it. Join us tomorrow on the live YouTube side of things. We are live Monday through Friday, 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time over there. You can join. You can share your thoughts on these QBs. You can be a part of the live YouTube chat. Uh, if you can't catch us live, but you do want to see the live YouTube, or the video version of the show, just go over to the Draft Network on YouTube. Click that live tab. All of the VODs are available there for you. But that is going to do it for us here on this edition of the show. Hope you all have a fantastic rest of your Tuesday. We'll talk with you all tomorrow.